Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters and I'm really excited to be joined by Joe Moorcroft again today who uh, did a very interesting podcast with me on how the worlds of parenting and dog behaviorism collide in the best possible ways and I thought that we could we would do a little series of shorts a little like bite-sized series to look at different aspects of dog behaviorism and how it could relate to parenting and specifically home ed parenting because I feel like home ed parenting is slightly different because unless you're very lucky, it's pretty much 24 seven, you don't get any breaks, you know, you don't just sort of like trot them off to school. So it is, it's kind of like parenting to the max. That's how I feel it's like anyway. So we thought we would talk about an aspect of dog behaviorism and how it relates to parenting, specifically home ed parenting. And today we're going to be looking at the importance of relationship. Now, as a puppy owner, I know that building relationship with your dog is of primary importance. So for anyone who hasn't met Joe before and didn't listen to our previous podcast, Joe, tell me in two lines, sum up who you are in two lines, and then tell me why relationship is so important in dog training. Oh, the pressure of two lines. Um, <laughs> so hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm Joe, and I am a dog behaviorist, but very much focusing on the psychology side of it which has led me to going down the homeschool route with my my two young boys who are now two and soon to be four so yeah the, the relationship side of it is oh gosh it's something that's just so important because if we if we don't get that relationship right with our dogs and I genuinely flit in between you could change dog for child in this if you don't get that relationship right then you get all of this behavioral spillover, I like to refer to it as, Um, you have to put in the time, energy, and I think quite crucially, the understanding into the psychology of the behavior to truly master an amazing relationship because you have to ultimately be very highly aware of your own behavior which is hard work (laughs) chucking that in with with puppies dogs and toddlers the impact of your own behavior will massively affect the results of behavior you get from your puppy dog and child so what you're saying is that when you think about the relationship that you have with any anyone or anything else a lot of what you need to think about is what you're putting into the relationship. So not so, I think quite often when we think about our relationship with our children, we think about how they're interacting with us. But what you're saying is that it's equally as important to think about how we're interacting with them and the energy and the kind of vibe we're putting in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, oh gosh, like I see it all the time in in our household. So um, for those that don't know, again, I've got two Huskies and they are nine and seven. So, and they've been with us since, since puppy. So not small dogs. And so you've had your huskies longer than you've had your children. I have. Yes. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, first, my first baby. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's this morning, they were so 
highly excited because we've made some subtle changes in the home yesterday. We're building a new chicken coop area. Um, and Axel specifically, um, that's the dog, <laughs> struggles with change. And you can see that the relationship I have with him is very different to that that my husband has with him. So my husband is very much on a routine based approach with him where he gets in from work, he does night shifts. As soon as he gets in, he'll grab the dogs, go for a walk, come back, he sleeps, dog sleeps. I, I don't do that. <laughs> um, but this morning that that didn't happen because he got in and he's actually got the day slash night off tonight because it's his birthday today. And oh. yes, happy birthday to hubby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the dogs struggled with that change in routine and they were so hyper. So I just had to step in and help calm them down by doing some of the exercises that I do with them regularly enough. Um, to go okay let's let's calm it down and we can still do the walk but we're not doing a walk like this because I'm going to end up being dragged around the block and I was taking clay with me the, the three-year-old I was like I, I can't be dealing with with all of this <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning so just calm everything down but because we've got that relationship they know that I can be calm with it but they are so attuned to us the same way I think we all are with each other as human beings however you're feeling they're going to pick up on it as well and it changes their behavior so because everyone then was going out and the the dynamics had changed the dogs are jumping up going crazy at the brand new windows we've put in and your default is to want to scream and shout at them and go like get off the windows <laughs> but actually again that's one of those crucial learning moments that i've massively found has improved my parenting style to go if i scream and shout at this moment in time I'm just going to wind them up even more. I'm not going to get the result I want. They're not realistically going to go, okay, sorry, I'll get down and sit here like a good boy um, because I'm just screaming at them. So instead I'm like, let's redirect it. Let's calm it down and make a mental note that I need to do some more training with them to prepare for situations like this. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. I totally agree with that because I, I very much am of the belief that you create the family that you want you know you create the family values you create the things that are important you create your priorities as a family and I know when um I had my I got my 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 puppy recently and uh, I think I think my parents or somebody came in and they said how chilled uh, the puppy was and then they said of course that's not a surprise because your children are really chilled because it's a very chilled household and I thought is it okay interesting because I am quite a chilled person and I think I think it kind of emanates from the top you know from and it, invariably actually that is the mother but I guess it's the primary caregiver realistically and it kind of and it this kind of value of okay let's keep everything chill let's not be big and shouty let's not have big drama moments that kind of emanates from me and so as a result it seems to have emanated down to the cat for example we have a Bengal now miraculously she is not a noisy cat she is she's a very chilled cat she likes lots of hugs she's not climbing the wall she's not doing the Bengal stuff although you know the kind of stereotypical stuff and similarly you know realistically my children if they'd been in the school system would probably have been given all sorts of labels that I probably would have found quite unhelpful but they don't kind of act into those labels because it's 
I've imbued this kind of let's all be chilled and let's just take life as it comes and be flexible and all that kind of thing. Now, other people have different approaches to their family. But what you're saying, I think, is that um, what you put in is what you're going to get back out. So if you want a family that is like quiet and studious, if that's what you put in, if that's what you're nurturing in your relationship, in your family relationships, and that tends to be what you get reflected back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And I think it's just with with any, with any sentient being, so like our, our dogs and, and ourselves, it's that relationship is so crucial. And I think it it massively, you have to really be considerate of your whole communication skills. And again, we can't talk, I mean, we can talk to our dogs, <laughs> but they don't necessarily understand what we're saying. Um, we don't speak dog, they don't speak human but they're very good at picking up certain words from us and they are very good at reading body language. And all of this impacts your relationship again, because if, and again, poor, poor Darren's going to get such a slating on all of these stuff because, but he's, he's a brilliant example because he's your typical human being with a dog. Um, <laughs> and I'll use Axel again, because he's your, it's his birthday. You have to be nice to him today. It's all said for love. If, if the dogs are lying in the doorway, which you know they, they love to do, they like to be a, they like to be a what is it called like a draft excluder, one of those. <laughs> um, and again, if Darren's coming off a night shift or he's feeling a little bit tired and and all of this, and we all know that that naturally affects our behaviour anyway, but he'll get annoyed at the dog and he'll just go like, oh, and he'll get all big and you know all those big body movements come out, and then you look at the body language of the dog. And in this case, Axel then goes, oh, I don't like it when dad does that. And you can see it in his body language. So it's all of that stuff in your relationship. But I, I say this to all of my clients that if you've got, so if you look at a relationship as a bank account, if you've got enough credit in the account, when, it's not a case of if, when you take a withdrawal, as long as you don't go into your overdraft, you're fine because it's natural to take withdrawals but you have to keep topping up the credit in there in order to be able to take those withdrawals because we are only human we are we do all make mistakes I genuinely got a little bit annoyed at the dogs this morning because I feel like we can say this on a on a child podcast anyway the youngest did a lovely pooey nappy I put it out the front ready to put out in the bin shut the door as I do normally came out and the dogs decided to shred said pooey nappy all over the room and I'm like great oh my god <laughs> what's going on and your initial moment is ah get off and you're trying to clean up everything but I've got enough credit in my account that that happens very rare and it's fine and I see that with my boys all the time if I if I'm a little bit tired and stressed again as we all naturally do and you're just a little bit more short fused with them they'll they'll forgive you much quicker because you've got a really good relationship and you've got credit in that account for the times that you need to take those withdrawals yeah and I think as well that not only do you have that banked up so you have the solidity like the firm foundations of positivity in the relationship and like sort of like goodness and happiness in the relationship but also the more you have these kind of positive interactions with your children the more you have them it's like a kind of um like a ball kind of going down a hill it, it, it gets yeah. momentum as it goes and so I find that the more 
even and I always because obviously I'm a life coach and I always recommend this with my clients is there's you know the the sort of fake it till you make it kind of approach which has had a very bad press recently actually and and in lots of ways it is it is quite damaging but one thing that it's good for is that if you're really not feeling the positives if you focus on them briefly for a bit right then it's like a confirmation bias. Your brain searches for these positives again because it's like, oh, is this what we're doing? We're looking for like good stuff. And it becomes an automatic thing. It becomes something that over like a period of weeks, you actually start seeing the positives as opposed to the negatives. You start saying the positives as opposed to the negatives. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, And this is where, for me, everything just ties into to one with, with dog training as well because you the more you keep doing something, the better you're going to get at it. The more, and this is where people struggle with dogs behavior getting worse and like but they're doing it more <laughs> so the more they do it the better they get at it the the downside to that is they're just getting better at a behavior that you don't like but for all intents and purpose the behavior's got better because <laughs> they can get there quicker so yeah doing doing more of that that practicing and and that's why i think for me my parenting style i i love it but i genuinely would have struggled with this parenting style had i not done all of my behavior work with animals prior to it because it it would have been a bit alien and it's it's hard work being a parent we all know this <laughs> they they push you to your limits it's the best and worst thing to happen to you all in one time um so having that ability to get to practice it every single day and start to practice that mind's eye i suppose in thinking why is my child acting that way why is my dog acting that way they're not doing it out of spite that's very rarely a consideration on anybody's part it is coming from an emotional factor that we need to help them get through whether that is fear uncertainty anxiousness um anger over a sibling stealing the toy off another one another big one in our house <laughs> um but being able to truly understand where that emotion comes from and being there to support them. Oh, massive relationship credit as well. Um, and all of that is applicable to dogs and, and kids. For me, there's, there's no difference. I really do take that step back and go, what's the root cause of this and how can I help you work your way through it? That's, that's really interesting because one thing I think um, when I see posts on Facebook groups or, or interact with people who are just starting out in home education, a lot of people can be like, well, you know, my child has all these negative behaviors. Um, you know, he comes home from school and he's like this and that and this and that, and they find it really challenging. And I always sort of say that the bonus with home education is that you are with your child so much more. And it sounds really counterintuitive because if you're having a hard time with your child, you're like, I don't want to spend more time with my child. But actually, the more time you have with them, the more opportunity you have for growing this kind of positive interaction so exactly like you say you have that opportunity to you've got all this time you're spending together and of course you'll be out and about doing social stuff but realistically it becomes very much you you and your child are spending a lot of time together it gives you all this time to put the credit into the bank account it gives you all this time to bring on these positive interactions and what you said um it's funny because what you said was actually what i was going to say as my kind of parting top tip so now i'm going to while i'm saying it i want you to think of what your parting top tip is because basically i'm nicking yours because i thought it first so i'm claiming it <laughs> so my parting top tip when it comes to building relationship 
when you home educate your children is exactly what Joe was saying. It's about this sense of um, instead of when you have a, um, a kind of negative pushback from your child for whatever reason, try to think about not reacting in the intuitive way you would react, which is perhaps, you know, flare up, trying to almost sometimes we try to mirror what we get from our child. So they're angry. I'm angry. You know, they're miserable. I'm miserable. And it's like we almost try to it's like empathy gone wrong in some ways. And it's almost like a kind of trumping each other for anger or trumping each other for being irritated with each other. And I think uh, one thing I would say is that if even if you're not really feeling it right. So even if you're having to fake it rather than make it, even if you're having to to sort of not you're having to go against your intuitive response, which might be to be quite angry or frustrated or annoyed. I would emphasize how important it is to do exactly what Joe said, which is where you think about what is it that they are feeling? What is it that, what are the feelings behind my child's remark or action or behavior? What is the pain they're feeling? What what are the uncomfortable emotions they're struggling with? And, and work your way into an empathic position. So instead of responding with anger to their anger, you might respond with what's going on with you? like let's sit down and talk tell me what's going on and and as a parent with uh, with teenagers who's been through all the age groups I can tell you it might take a while <laughs> you might have to sit on the sofa with them a long time while they sit in complete silence and you think I'm never going to get anywhere with this eventually they will tell you what's going on if only to get out of the room <laughs> and so I think that having trying to shift some of those responses, the kind of anger, irritation, short-tempered responses that you have in, you know, naturally, because when you're confronted with that, you tend to confront back with it. But instead, artificially stop yourself and say, do you know what, how can I react to this empathically? How can I react to this in a way that re- that tries to understand the pain um, or the emotions that they're going through? That would probably be my top tip when it comes to uh, building relationship with your child of any age, actually. So what about you, Joe? I'm aware I slightly nicked yours. Well, completely nicked yours, but I, you know, anyway, what's yours? <laughs> I love that though. And yeah, probably just to, to add to yours, the more you do that, that becomes second nature then. So when your kids are having a flare up, like I think I mentioned this on the, on the last podcast, my, um, my, my children every now and again, when they are having their little flare ups, I have had a few toys thrown at my head during my time um but I don't react to it I just go okay we can't do that but what what can we do like how are we feeling and we just put it to one side and that's that's taken time to get to that but I've built that in through my animal career <laughs> um so I'm, I'm quite good at it but and it's okay to get it wrong as well right it's okay I, I still have those moments I would say we are about 85 15 percent like 85 I'm good I parent how I like 15 percent utterly shocking um like all the swear words shocking <laughs> um but that, I think that's natural and that's where that relationship credit really comes in um so yeah the more you do it I can assure you you will get there my clients do it day in day out um yeah so- and actually I will say for, for anyone listening when I when I had children Joe's age or maybe a little bit older um I was on my own I was home educating we had we were moving around the world a lot and I found it really difficult and there were books thrown there were toys thrown that wasn't the children that was me and um it was really difficult and I would say like positive negative interactions we were talking near a 70 30 
for for me you know at that kind of at that kind of age and now my children older I would say it's like 99 one that that is how much I've got it and that's not because I'm brilliant <laughs> it's because I've I've had what 15 17 years of practice and so I've been able to build this avalanche of a ball rolling down a hill so now that it now it's very counterintuitive to respond in a different way because I've just been programmed. I programmed myself to respond in that way. So it is possible to do. It just takes a little time. Yeah, time and effort, same as everything. Um, so yeah, so my top tip would probably be have fun. Like I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to get everything right all the time. And this power struggle, and I see this power struggle even in the in the dog world with human owners to dogs thinking you have to be in charge in order for that dog to respect you you have to be in charge for your children to respect you I'm like for me just let it go have fun um enjoy the company of one another and if that means if anything it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone because you'll be doing things that you wouldn't have chosen to do so we do things where I'm like right boys what would you like to do and they get to choose it and we're like okay cool let's go and some days we're like what on earth is going on here but actually they're having a great time I'm topping up the relationship and they make me laugh so much because of the things that they're doing and I do exactly the same with the dogs as well so okay they can't exactly answer me by saying what when I ask them what would you like to do but we give them as much choice as we can to go right if we're going on a walk you lead it I'm not going to direct you anyway I'll follow you I've given myself a couple of hours I don't care where we end up I'll follow you it's your walk and then already you just see more engagement in that walk they're checking in with you a lot more um and I did exactly the same with the kids but have fun have those like really harness those moments where they just make you laugh and always try and find something in the day that that can make you laugh together um uh, just it just lightens everything up and yeah I, th I think that'd be my top tip and that is perfect because in actual fact our next podcast our next bite size I should it really should be kind of like chunks I know bite size works for dogs right let's go with bite size our next <laughs> bite size podcast with Joe will actually be about the importance of play in relationship and so or play when it comes to parenting and dog behavior so that works nicely because I think this idea of having fun and being able to just embrace the real positives of parenting and the positives of owning a dog I think play encapsulates that perfectly doesn't it yeah it's great and the other topics we've got coming up is we're going to look at actually a couple of things that you mentioned that have come up in this podcast. We're going to be looking at the role of routine when it comes to parenting and dogs. We're going to be looking at who's in charge. Should someone be so being in charge generally? I think that's a fascinating one. And then let's also do a podcast on autonomy and choice. And we've also got a lot more podcasts based on this bite-size approach that we're taking about parenting, specifically home ed parenting, and also dog behaviorism. But for now, thank you so much, Joe. It's been lovely chatting to you about the importance of relationship. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Loved it. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.